We have uh, our sponsor this half hour is uh, Built Bar. Uh, now, my wife was uh, the, uh, the, the functionally the person who brought Bill Bar to America. Uh, that's how I think about it. Really? Yeah. You know, uh. they actually have a mural of my wife at the Built Bar headquarters because really? because she's talked about it on, on Instagram so much. Uh, and you know, I, I bet that's how my wife found Built Bar. I think it was originally, yeah. but she's the one that turned you onto it. And of yeah. course, you didn't listen because you're you. Right. And they said it was the word "healthy" was in, was included, unfortunately, in the initial pitch. Yeah, that terrible. was a huge mistake. You're like, why would you call them healthy? Yeah, it works with my wife's audience, but mm-hmm. not really with, with yeah, you. not with me. Uh, but it has real chocolate and a zillion different flavors. Really good. They just had another one that showed up. They had a new wafer bar or something what? that showed up at least at the house yesterday. Okay, I'm a little pissed that she's getting all of these <laughs> special deals and I don't get them. I don't get them until everybody gets them. I'm a, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. Now yeah, you're behind uh, the times. Built Bar, here's what you need to do. Go and check these out for yourself. Better than any protein bar that you've ever had. Really healthy and they taste great. It's BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code back now at BuiltBar.com. Memories of Rush in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens, uh, you know, my dog Uno is my best friend. I just love him. Uh, And yes, he slobbers. Uh, He found a, he found one of the guys who were working on the house, left a bag of like those, uh, uh, you know, donuts you get like at 7-Eleven that are in the bag. They come prepackaged. They were so hard. He was eating them and they were crunching. I thought he was eating some giant pretzel. And I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? What are you eating? It was a bag of really old donuts that somebody had left uh, from the construction crew. So, uh, you know, I love him. He's got my kind of eating habits that, you know, when you find a bag of old donuts, you're like, ma. I don't know. They still look kind of good, but I give him rough greens now. Now, I haven't changed his dog food. I still feed him the same stuff that I've been feeding him. Um, However, we add rough greens to it, and that's because it has all of the vitamins, minerals, and the probiotics that he needs for a great and healthy life, and he has changed as a dog. We started feeding him, I don't know, eight months ago, and he really has changed. You're going to love the change you see. Get a bag of Rough Greens now for your dog to try out. It's free. It's absolutely free. You just pay for the shipping. They they know that once you start to see the changes in your dog, they know you're going to continue with Rough Greens. So, yeah, it is a little ploy. Give away a bag for free. Make sure that they eat it. And then when you order your first bag, you're two months into it probably, and you're going to start seeing the difference in your dog. Six months into it, it's amazing. Rough Greens, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33. It's like eight bucks for shipping for the bag. You just pay for the shipping. 
Rough Greens, the first ones on them. Bag a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Rush Limbaugh and I have had one thing in common. One thing in common. Uh, And that is every show... Rush didn't know what his first words were going to be. You could ask him right before he went on the air and he'd prepare for hours, five or six hours the night before, four hours before every program in the morning. And by noon Eastern time, he had his what he called stacks of stuff arranged in front of him in columns. He could see the subject matter on everything he had and Uh, He could look at it. He would grab it. And early on, before Rush Limbaugh was Rush Limbaugh, people would come in and say, "Okay, Rush, what are you going to talk about today? What do you you know? What's the most important thing you're going to talk about today? What is it? And he'd always respond. I I don't know. I can't tell you. Until the on air light went on and he said those first words into his golden microphone. It was a spontaneous coming together of his thoughts. And no one, no one except talk radio people can understand that. The greatest actors, the greatest performers, they don't write their own script. And if they do, they write it in advance. Unlike us, unlike Rush. We speak for three hours every day unscripted. Unlike most, his desk was his broadcast studio. He didn't move from an office into a studio just before the program. When he arrived every morning, it was about a mile down from his house. He worked in his studio. It was built to be soundproof, but also have the very best creature comforts for a person to work from seven, eight, ten hours with minimal movement. My studio is next to his in Radio City. My studio didn't have all the bells and whistles that his studio had. One of them was a secret cigar smoke vent. Because you couldn't smoke in Radio City. It was illegal in New York. And nobody wanted to smell the recirculating cigar smoke. So God only knows how he got it done on a historic building. But he had a cigar vent put into the window. And the window put back together so it didn't disturb the historic building. And no one even knew it was there. The morning before, mornings before his show were quiet. He really was a man of few words. In his studio for many years, there wasn't even a broadcast engineer. It was just him. Later, when he lost his hearing, 
he needed a broad, broadcast engineer to help hear the audio, his cochlear implants wouldn't pick up or discern. I was there when they found out that Rush Limbaugh had lost his hearing. I remember that night. I think Stu was with me. We were in Gabe Hobbs' office. And we had just heard that Rush, it was still quiet. No one was going to talk about it for at least another two weeks. That Rush had lost his hearing. And I remember listening to him at that time. And he was, he was talking like this an awful lot. Uh, from behind my golden microphone. And he was forcing his voice down. And it sounded weird. And I wondered what was going on with Rush. That night I found out. He thought he was losing his lower register. He thought his voice was getting higher. And so he was forcing his voice down just a bit. He wasn't losing his lower register. He was, he was losing his hearing. I remember how the company did everything they could to help him through that. I remember he came back on the air and he had two stenographers an oscilloscope and they had wired his board right where you would hear him do this that board was wired so it would send vibrations so when someone was speaking on the phone he could feel their voice he could see the voice pattern through the oscilloscope he could feel it through his hands and two stenographers were writing down everything a caller was saying. In case one of them didn't get it right, he could compare the two. So he could watch in real time what they were saying, watch the voice pattern of the caller, and feel the voice with his hands while still processing what he was going to say. Tell me the person that can do that. Tell me the person that can do that, and you never knew. He didn't know what his own voice sounded like anymore. While he was talking on the air, he couldn't hear himself. We hear ourselves on tape, and we think, that doesn't sound like me. But it actually does. It sounds exactly like you. You're just not used to not hearing it from the inside. You hear your voice different because it's coming from the inside. So you're not hearing it without all the resonance inside of you. Rush couldn't hear that anymore. From behind my golden microphone. He had that inflection because he had to remember what his muscles felt like when he was using inflection. I didn't know Rush Limbaugh. I guess in some ways I'm a little like Rush. He didn't like to take telephone calls, and after the cochlear implants, he couldn't. 
but he didn't like off-air conversation. He would email, later text message, instant message. But when you did meet him, he listened. For a guy who's on the air all the time, you'd think that he'd have a lot to say and people around him would want to hear him talk. All right, Rush, what do you really think? What do you think really is going on? But 90% of the conversations with Rush off air was your voice. He was a profound listener. I think that's one of the reasons why he knew the country so well. Rush Limbaugh is responsible for saving the AM band. All around the country. I grew up on AM radio. RCA had invented FM radio back in the late 40s. The guy who actually invented it, I think his name was Armstrong. He he killed himself because of. RCA. He realized he had been used by RCA and Sarnoff. He had invented something much better than AM radio. But RCA and Sarnoff said, there are too many AM radios to sell before we give up on this thing. And they locked FM up into their vaults and they sold more and more AM radios until they couldn't sell anymore. And that's when they introduced FM I grew up, I started on AM radio before FM was really anything. It was still, and here's another rock and roll hit, Inagata De Vida, man. By the time the 1990s came, I was programming AM radios, AM radio stations and they were dying. There was nothing. And a guy who used to be the head of ABC, ABC Radio, decided towards the end of his career that he would take some of his salary in something brand new. Satellite time. And ABC was like, Okay, all right, dude, if that's what you want, you want X number of hours this year of satellite time. Okay, what are you going to use it for? I don't know. I don't know. Just keep storing them up for me. And by the time he left AM radio, or I'm sorry, ABC radio, satellite was really starting to come into its own but it was still mainly television or radio news. I remember when ABC News used to come in, not on satellite, it had come in on a telephone line. Satellite was just beginning to start to be used by radio, but not for syndicated talk. It didn't exist. There was the fairness doctrine, which made AM radio impossible Talk radio, impossible, because everything I said had to be followed by a guy who was just as insane as Glenn Beck, except on the other side. 
Nobody wanted to listen to a station like that. The Fairness Doctrine was dropped. Rush Limbaugh, who had been turned down by so many great people, Jack Swanson from KGO, right? Wasn't that where Jack was? KGO? Uh, in San Francisco, Jack was a guy who was one of the first to reach out to me and say, you know, I think you have something, kid. I think there's something to this talk radio thing. Don't give up. And I said, wow, that's great. Would you hire me? And he said, oh, no. But remember, I'm the guy who didn't hire Rush Limbaugh. Jack, you got two now. He went to work, Rush went to work with this little radio station in Sacramento. And nobody thought it would work. Nobody thought it would work. Rush did. He knew from his childhood, he knew he was going to be successful. I'm going to pick the story up there in one minute. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. It's LifeLock. LifeLock... uh, You know, they warn you that right now there is a scam going around, a message claiming, hey, you can have a free year of Netflix. All you have to do is just give us all of your information. And people, for some reason, are like, oh, free Netflix. Yeah, here's all my information. In fact, I'm going to give you my credit card number, too. Don't do it. Now, nobody can stop all cybercrime because it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And every day we're like, sure, I'll put my credit card down in this uh, little box right here. Oh, my home address. Yeah, here it is. You're not going to catch everything by monitoring just your credit. LifeLock is here to protect you. Check them out today. See what I mean. No one can prevent all of the theft, but man, LifeLock is the best in the business. They will help you keep what's yours yours save up to 25 percent now off your first year at lifelock.com promo code beck 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com promo code beck save 25 percent it's 10 seconds station id There is something about successful people and entrepreneurs that um, is truly, truly American. These entrepreneurs that come from nothing and have no reason to believe that they can do anything better than their parents. Rush was one of those guys. I grew up with. I grew up in a bakery with my dad. He lost his bakery and. In my 30s, I began to realize my dad was kind of a Willie Loman character, always striving, striving, but never really making it. There was no reason for him to believe that his son could make it because he never really did. But he did. He believed in it. He believed you can accomplish anything. I don't know where Rush got that belief, but every successful entrepreneur has that understanding and then they're willing to apply themselves and not stand around and whine rush hated school he hated his grade school experience he dropped out of college at 20 his father was a world war ii combat pilot 
and his father wasn't happy about these things. His radio gigs failed over and over and over again. He had to come home and live with his parents after a stint in Pittsburgh. He grew depressed. He was frustrated. He said, I knew I was going to be successful. I just didn't know how or where. What I would be doing. He said, I knew I was going to be successful, but nothing was ever working out for me. He said, I can remember taking a baseball bat out in the backyard and just beating a tree over and over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He was abusing trees. Shut up. So Ed McLaughlin was the president of ABC News. He was the guy who had all of this satellite time. He saw the success of this guy who everybody said would be a failure. And Ed was smart enough to see what was really going on with the Rush Limbaugh show in that small town of Sacramento. And he said, geez, I have all this satellite time. I don't know what else to do with it. He called Rush Limbaugh up and said, hey, I was thinking about I was thinking about syndicating you in a time where syndication was unheard of. You couldn't syndicate without satellite and satellite was so expensive. It was, I think at the time, like $2,000 an hour. And that's when $2,000 was real money. He said, I have all this satellite time. Let me try putting your show on. That was 1988. I remember hearing Rush Limbaugh for the first time in 1989. And I remember the Rush Rooms. I remember him talking about the first Gulf War in ways I had never heard before. Saying things I had never heard. Saying the things like abortion is wrong. I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that articulated. Something was very different about Rush Limbaugh. And I don't know what it is exactly. But as an observer, as a historian, as a guy who loves this industry, I've got a lot more to say about the great Rush Limbaugh. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, boy, with all this weather going on, I'm just my mind, the aches and pains. I can tell it's going to rain today and my bones are aching. My hand, my hand, it starts flapping like a bird when, uh, when it starts to get cold outside, and that's how I know. Birds are going to be flying south because it's going to... You remember, you remember when your grandparents used to say that? Everybody would say, I can feel the rain in my bones. And you'd be like, yeah, right, sure. And then you get, you get to be 50, 60 years old, and you're like, oh, my gosh. I can feel my hand is flapping like a bird right now. Listen, 
If you have pain, get out of pain with Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. And 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Still have 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV if you act now. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. Today, I want to spend some time just talking about Rush Limbaugh. I think he deserves a day. Uh, on the medium that he himself created. I told you that he saved AM radio. AM radio was over because of crystal clear stereo FM. And AM radio didn't know what to do. They were playing music and then they tried this horrible idea of AM stereo. Oh, good. So I could get the crappy sound in both channels. No, I don't think so. It went nowhere. Nothing was going to save AM radio. Until Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh created an industry. Rush Limbaugh. At the end of the fairness doctrine, which was only put in because of the Democrats. With JFK. They knew the Republicans were making uh, making headway. And JFK decided we need a fairness doctrine, which was anything but the only place after 1988 with Rush Limbaugh and after Reagan and the fair, it kills the fairness doctrine. Rush Limbaugh was the only place you could really go and hear a different point of view. You could hear somebody sit down and really explain and articulate why America believes what it does, why, why abortion was wrong, why liberalism and Marxism was wrong, why federalism and the republic was right to hear about our founding fathers. All of us, all of us. In radio. And I mean all of us. I mean those who are in music radio today. During COVID. It was talk radio that saved radio. All of the sponsors, all of the things, all of the problems that these companies have gone through. Only talk radio was generating Cash, everything else was down. Only talk radio. Talk radio during COVID saved the AM and FM band. And in my opinion, that's two in the column for Rush Limbaugh. He saved the AM band. And because of what he created and because of what he led, 
he also saved the AM ba- the FM band. Who else has done this? What other one man, not a movement. You know, you can you can look at people that are individuals like JFK. Look what I'm not sorry, not JFK, but uh, Martin Luther King. You can see what he did, but it wasn't just him. That was labor unions. That was churches. That was that, that there were big organizations behind him. Who was behind Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> he had more opposition than any man. He was called the most dangerous man in America by those in power and by those in the media for three decades. They tried everything to get Rush Limbaugh off the air. And I... I would be, it would be a mistake for me, and I hesitate to even say this because I know the heat he will get, but the guy who started MTV is Bob Pittman. Bob Pittman is a genius, he's really, truly a genius. Bob Pittman and I don't agree on anything politically. I mean, nothing. And I'm sure it was the same with Rush Limbaugh. Nothing in common politically. When Bob Pittman became the the head of Clear Channel, I was very nervous because he is not a conservative. What Bob Pittman is is not just a good businessman, but a man who believes in freedom of speech. He does not believe in a country that shuts everyone down just because you don't agree with them. It would be a mistake to say that Rush did all of this on his own. He did a lot of it. But what others had to do was stand up for his right. And Clear Channel and Bob Pittman has. They stood up for his right and in extension, my right. When all odds are against us, Rush also created something different as well. The personal relationship with sponsors and bringing small companies on because nobody nobody in the big companies are going to advertise they don't want to advertise they don't want to be associated with all this hate i can guarantee you that all those people that tweeted yesterday the hate have never listened to rush limbaugh not once never did they listen to him in context I've said many times before, and I think I originally got it from Rush Limbaugh. I can't program. I can't write my show and do my show for people who don't listen. That's that's insanity. Why would I do that? But it is the people who don't listen. They are the ones who tear us apart. 
because they don't take the time to actually even try to understand what we're saying. Try to understand, oh, that was a comedic comment. You can say anything on the left comedically, but if you try to say it on the right, especially on talk radio, you're the devil. That's okay. You can judge a man by his friends, but you can also judge a man by his enemies. And Rush had some of the best enemies out there. They did everything they could to destroy him. They've spent millions of dollars to destroy him. It didn't work. And you know why it didn't work? Because of you. Because you wouldn't sit down. You wouldn't be bullied into not listening. You wouldn't be bullied into being shut up. The talk radio stations, when they were boycotted, those listeners rallied. When they were boycotted, the sponsors, the listeners, they went out and bought those products even more. I got an email from a really good friend yesterday, Greg Nowak. He used to be the, the president of Premier Talk Division. He worked with Rush for years. Then he went out and he did work for smaller businesses. He wrote to me today, he said, Glenn, I took the owners of Allen Brothers Steaks to meet Rush in Palm Beach one time. Rush had agreed to endorse their company and their commercials were to start in a few weeks. We entered the building not wanting to be late, 3 p.m. sharp. We went up to the floor where Rush's studio was. He had just finished his show and he came out to the lobby meeting area to greet us. As we sat down, Rush said this, quote, It is a true honor for you to have placed your trust in me. I love helping privately owned small businesses like yours grow. Think of the people that you're going to hire. And the places they will go. The colleges their children will be able to attend. That's why I do this program. To attract the largest audience possible. To tell them stories about companies like yours. I am a capitalist, and it gives me great pleasure to further the advancement of capitalism, knowing how many people down the line will benefit from your ad. Then he opened up his legal pad. He said, I did some research on your products. I ordered several items. I tasted them. I have a few questions for you. He then spent 30 minutes questioning the owners, the owners' jaws dropping in amazement when they witnessed how interested Rush was in them as people in their business. Greg wrote to me last night, just before we left, Rush turned and said, how many hits per second can your website handle? They answered, I don't remember the number, but Rush replied with a twinkle in his eye and a chuckle. Well, I'll see what I can do about that. We all shook hands and the meeting ended. I got into the elevator with the owners. One said with wide eyes and a huge smile, he's going to try to crash our website, isn't he? I looked at him and said, no, he's not going to try. He will. 
He knows he will. He's Rush Limbaugh. He knows his audience. He knows they're going to love your product. His first commercial, they crashed the website. Their business grew exponentially. If you've ever had Snapple, you have Rush to thank. It was a small little brand that nobody knew about. He started drinking Snapple. He started talking about it on the air. He wasn't paid to talk about it, and Snapple became Snapple. Rush was a kind man. I think he was very shy, and no matter how many times he said, With talent on loan from God. That was a joke. Just a few brushes with Rush Limbaugh told me he wasn't that man. That was an act. That was a show. He was a gentleman always. He was exceptional at what he did. I want to tell you my personal experiences with Rush Limbaugh. And the Mount Rushmore of radio. In a few minutes, stand by. Uh, <clears throat> car shield. You know, they say car shield cars go further. Why is that? Well, your car doesn't go and go and go and go because now with all of the chips that are in your car one chip can cost you five thousand dollars and you know at the time your car may be worth two and so they just total it and you have to go out and buy a new one and then start payments over again you can drive your car until the doors fall off if you have car shield because all whatever goes wrong if it's covered repair you don't have to worry about it at all i've had a i think it was a six or seven thousand dollar chip go down in my truck and the last thing i wanted it was a new truck i don't need a new truck i like my old truck six thousand dollars if i was going to pay for it i would just bought a new truck i'll go buy another used truck for i don't know 15 grand and use that one until that chip goes out what a waste of money you can design your own your own plan with uh, car shield you can design the payment plan, what's covered, what's not, and if something happens, you're protected. Get Car Shield today and find out why Car Shield cars go further. It's 800-665-2157 if you use the promo code BECK or when you visit carshield.com and you use the promo code BECK, you're going to save 10%. It's carshield.com promo code BECK. Deductible may apply. We welcome back to the program, uh, Mr. Uh, Stubergier, who uh, apparently is just too weenie to actually make it to a single broadcast if there's a little bit of ice or snow. But. Yeah, and also my house is completely filled with water, so yeah. I thought maybe... You're the one hoarding all the water. <laughs> yes, it's all in my house, guys. <laughs> all your water. pipers in your attic. Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting with the the whole gravity thing. It, like, if, it, <laughs> if it's in your attic, it doesn't stay yeah. in your attic. It comes down to the to uh, to the to yeah, the, the below floors, bad. which was, yeah. It well, was, it's nice to have you back. Uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I was thinking, as you were talking about this, I remember my, my last job before starting in radio was I was working at a furniture company, you know, mm. scheduling deliveries. Mm -hmm. And I had to go get a drug test for this job. 
um, which one, by the way, I passed. Right. And, you know, wow, look, they're, not all, they're not all that reliable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I remember sitting in the waiting room and I was into radio and I wanted to go into radio. And mm-hmm. I remember the cover. I can't remember if it was Newsweek or Time or it was one of those types of magazines, the big ones at the time. And the cover was Rush Limbaugh and it was a cartoon and it was explaining how it was over. Finally, we finally are done with the Rush Limbaugh era. It was over. This is like 1996. I mean, mm. they had declared him dead so many times in his career. Every time. And every time he fought back to the point where he lasted literally until his last day as the number one star in all of radio and influence well beyond that statement. I mean, it really is incredible. And he did it all basically without social media. I mean, I, one of the things I... I was amazed about, and you you mentioned this when you talked about him years ago for, what was it, the top 100 most important people or something, you did something with him. He never tweets. I mean, you know, he did a little bit of it towards the end, but barely, it really wasn't part of his profile. Mm -mm. And his death was not tweeted about, it was not leaked beforehand. It was told at the very beginning of his radio show by his wife. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I mean, they just do not make them like him anymore. They don't, they just don't exist. Yeah, thank you. That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We'll lose him at uh, a critical time, but we're up for the challenge. More in a minute. It's the Glenn Beck Program.